Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I am Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson. We're just marveling here on The Drive over this uh, 67-pound goldfish. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. That was found in uh, in a pond or lake or somewhere in France. Uh, it was caught and released, so they caught it They caught it on a... On a imagine hauling him in. Yeah. I, I mean, he's like a big, round, happy fellow like you'd be <laughs> on, a little, on a little bowl in your kitchen, but just a really, really big bowl and grew into a 67-pound monster goldfish. Catch a 67-pound goldfish. Right. I'm not even sure. Um, <laughs> you know, typically you give them fish food, but you wouldn't certainly wouldn't do that right. with, a, with a 60... Imagine hauling him in. You're sitting there... I've caught fish that are almost that big. Um, you know, carp and things of that nature. <laughs> um, you know... 67-pound goldfish. Is, That's pretty crazy. It's a monster. It's a so? big, fat goldfish belly on that thing. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's a round, happy fella. He looks, <laughs> looks like a pet. <laughs> Gets to go back in. And it must be nice and warm there in France. I guess. Apparently. Not many predators. Yeah, Some yeah. little kid threw his little goldfish in there when he was two inches and then turned in 67 pounds later. Yeah, he, he has not gone belly up and gotten no, maybe, no. You know, maybe somebody flushed him down the toilet. That's what I'm thinking. And right? he, He's happy about it. Yeah. Had a long and fruitful <laughs> life. An odd beginning to an odd week here. Yeah, yeah I just saw that on Twitter. I'm like, wow, that's oh, a 67-pound goldfish. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Steelers uh, beginning their practice week today for their game Monday night mm-hmm. in Indianapolis. Uh, Mike Tomlin 
as if Thanksgiving week isn't weird enough. Yeah. Now they're playing on Monday night too, and it's, we're going to be all discombobulated for a week or two. Mike Tomlin, eighteen and three, unbelievable on Monday nights. I mean, is that's remarkable? It, I mean, it, he's had some great teams, but they're not a powerhouse every year. He's yeah, been there. right. They often play. It's not a fluke. Yeah, can't be. And that's you know that's winning at home. That's what they have a twenty game home Monday night winning streak, that's which is which too. is insane. That right, goes right, right. that predates Bill Cower. Wow, okay. so they haven't <laughs> lost at home in twenty games. Wow, I mean I knew it was long. I didn't realize it was that still, extensive. Yeah. Um, but eighteen and three or tw- yeah, eighteen and three on Monday nights on the road. Uh, that's remarkable. Yeah, it's just a remarkable streak, and. And there has to be something too. What's really remarkable is their record against the Indianapolis Colts. I know it, it just they have it owned the series. Them. Yeah, yeah. In my stat pack, that's one of the little things I do. I couldn't believe it was that bad. Yeah, I mean, it, I think they have like three or four wins against the Steelers in history. Yeah, and so team that had the, oh, team that had Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Right, I'm saying they've had some <laughs> in really recent history. Good teams. Yeah, like I didn't think they'd be great against the Steelers in the '70s. You know, but since then, you'd think it'd be. Even or maybe a lean towards the Steelers. And yeah. So you're thinking, I can't remember too many Colts victories as a fan watching either. The only one I can remember offhand is the one in uh, 2005 when the Steelers went there okay. in the regular season. I think it ended up being 28 to 7 or something like that. Uh, Ike Taylor gets beat on a touchdown on the first play from scrimmage. And then my ears okay. bled the rest of the way because they were cranking the music yeah, up oh, in there to saying, the point yeah. my ears still ring from that. Like that was like one of the loudest places you've ever been in your life. Right? It was the loudest yeah. place I've ever been. You couldn't hear damage, huh? the guy sitting next to you in the press box. You couldn't have a conversation. You couldn't. Wow. You had to scream in each other's ears this and you still couldn't hear. I mean, Close it away. Yeah. yeah. And you still couldn't hear him. In the press box. In too. the press box. Is it a closed press box? No, it's an open. It's an open. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's a place that uh, obviously. You know, every player is familiar with. Yeah. Because, As are we. We go there every year, yeah. too, as well, like our trips to Indy. I don't think that has anything to do with it, no, with the Steelers' right, right, success right. there, because not everybody has that kind of success there. But the Steelers have, and I, I made note of this last night. I texted you about it. The, the stats on these two teams, particularly on offense, mm-hmm. are eerily the same. Yeah, very similar. <laughs> I mean, when you look at the course of the year – a lot of them are pretty bad, you know. I mean, yeah. But the last couple weeks, things are picking up, and things have changed for them with a new coach. You know, the Steelers post by. Um, it is interesting. I mean, there are a lot of similarities. That's a good defense they have too. I, I found it a little funny because I think a lot of people, when the Saturday move was made, just went, "Oh, everyone's going to roll all over the Colts." I'm not saying they're a powerhouse, but they were three, five, and one when that coaching change yeah. was made, and they had played two games with Ellinger, who's not an NFL quarterback. They had beaten the Chiefs. I mean, they have some good things going on. Yeah, right. You know, and yeah. I don't think Saturday's been the magic elixir either. No, I just think you know, he went back game. to Matt Ryan. He started giving you know Taylor. Jonathan Taylor the football. It's pretty simple formula. <laughs> you know, put an NFL quarterback in, they get it out of his hands super quick. And give your best player the football. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's what they were built to do in the beginning. And the line's playing a little better, too. If you look at this Colts team. Too. Yeah. Oh, 19 turnovers. turnovers this year. Matt Ryan's a big part of that. He is. He is. Uh, but if you look at this Colts team, um, the one thing that they don't do, which has kind of been the Steelers' Achilles' heel this season, is go down the field. Is go down the field. Yeah. They have three interesting receivers that are all very, very different. Pittman's their one. But he's not Julio Jones. He averages like 10 yards a catch. Yeah. And 
you'll look at it, I'm sure, tonight or whatever. But in that stat pack, it's very obvious what they do with these guys. You know, Pierce has like all the the 20-year yard deeper throws. Pittman's average depth of target's very short, but he's a high-volume guy. He's a big, powerful receiver. Then another situation would probably be doing better, to be honest. And Campbell's kind of the... After the catch, I don't say gimmicky, but he's really good with the ball in his hands. He might get a jet sweep. So they're all three are really different. Yeah. And the tight ends don't really exist. And the tight ends don't exist. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to run Taylor 20 to 25 times in this game, whether mm-hmm. it's, you know, we're, you know, the key is making sure, particularly against this team, is that you stop the run. Absolutely. If you let you let Matt Ryan get into third and fourth situations, he's going to convert those. Yeah. I, I, if you watch Colts Eagles from this past week, you might think, man, Colts hung around pretty well there. Well, the first drive, they basically went right down the field on the back of Taylor. And then the Eagles said, we just you know, signed Sue and Joseph for a reason. Let's just plug huge bodies in the middle of this defense. And Taylor had like 30 more yards the rest of the year, yeah. the rest of the game on 15 carries. Like, then they didn't really have a counterpunch, you know. So yeah. if Ryan's going to beat you by dinking and dunking, so be it. It looks a little like the Steeler offense last year in terms of quarterback being smart and getting it out of his hands, but doesn't have second reaction ability. You know right where he's going to be at. Right, right, right. A lot of defenders near the line of scrimmage. And when they take shots, they're kind of uh, calculated or uh, easy to spot. Max protect and, okay, we're going to send somebody deep. Yeah, Here goes Pierce down the sideline. Break it up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, so it's it's going to be an interesting game and a chess match in that regard. Uh, I know people are, are now down on the Steelers' defense. They've been down on the Steelers' offense. Mm-hmm. Um, it, again, if you look at the DVOAs on this stuff, um, I, Steelers are two-and-a-half-point underdogs in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I will say the Colts' defense is probably the best unit of the four, certainly statistically through the season. But let's but not forget they get to play Houston a couple of times. They get to play right. Jackson, you know. They, so, and I think I'd take the Steelers D over the Colts D. I think right so too. This minute, they have more playmakers. Then, yeah. That's the problem right, with right, the, right. the problem with the Colts defense. Is they don't take the ball away. They don't take the ball away. No, I mean like, they, Gilmore's playing yeah. well. Buckner's a good player. They don't blitz at all. Yeah, I mean they're very vanilla. They're the last remaining cover three Seattle type team, and it's working for them. But they don't have a lot of splash. Yeah. Uh, talking with year two. yeah, talking with uh, Kenny Pickett today, uh, he talked about you know the Steelers. We need to move the ball, or we need to move Deontay Johnson more around on the in the formation. Mm-hmm. Um, Gilmore does follow. He will, yeah. Uh, I don't expect him to follow Deontay Johnson this week necessarily because uh, I don't know if he will or not. Yeah, he's only played five snaps in the slot this year. Right, right, right. Uh, so he doesn't go inside. If the Steelers, uh, you know, they're talking. Moore, Moore's a great slot. Yeah, player, if, yeah. if the if the Steelers are talking about getting Johnson moving him around the formation more, and they're going to play cover three, well, they're not going to play a lot of man to man defense. Mm-hmm. Um, they're heavy zone. Team. Yeah, just you know, move him to the slot, get him in the bunch packages, and. And get you, get him the, in, in, in situations where he can run after the catch. Yeah, I mean, I think that would be ideal. Um, again, I, I, you're not going to get a lot of blitz. I think they'll be able to protect reasonably well, but their front is talented. Buckner's their best guy. Quiddy Pay and some of these, you know, Yannick and Dockway and these guys are good, but they're not superstars. I mean, I think they should be able to hold up. But I, I'm with you. I mean, I think it's it's key to 
move these receivers around a little bit more, pre-snap motion, bunches, things like that that you mentioned, and get them in space if possible. Yeah. I mean, I think that's very feasible. The other thing that I noticed when really doing my research was the Colts do a really good job statistically against receivers, but not tight ends. Yeah. And, well, because you play a lot of that zone, and and, yeah, right. and you're going to give that up. I mean, it's like what you know when when the Bengals were good mm-hmm. when they were a good team, they did that a lot. They'd play that umbrella. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you'd look up and Heath Miller would have ten catches for ninety eight yards at the end yeah. of the game. I think it's going to be a blow up Friar Moose game. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think they have any real answer for him. Their linebackers are decent in coverage, as are their safeties. But to, to your point, the the style of play allows for a lot of tight end production. Yeah, you know, and your veteran receivers should be able to sit down and find open spots in the zone and mm-hmm. do those kind of things. So, interesting. Uh, you know, it's an interesting matchup. It, it really is. It it's, looks like a boring one a couple of weeks ago, and it's not. Yeah, I also expect the Steelers' defense, even though Ryan's getting the ball out quickly, um, I would expect them to get pressure on Matt Ryan. I would too. Their O-line is far and away the highest paid O-line in the league. Like, it's not even close. Yeah. And that makes some sense. I mean, Nelson's worth the money, and Kelly's a high-end center, and Braden Smith, the right tackle, is a good player. But those three have all had their basically their worst year. And the right guard, left tackle situation is horrendous. Abysmal. It's really bad. Yeah. Uh, Raymond played a little better this last week or two. Still at like three penalties. I mean, at left tackle. I mean, he's in way over his head. And as good as Smith is, who isn't spectacular, they're going to have to help him with Watt. I mean, there's no way they're leaving Braden Smith alone with Watt. No. And on the other side, the left tackle situation, it, I, Ryan's going to get hit a lot. Yeah. I mean, if the, unless the ball comes out remarkably quick. And we've seen the Cam Hayward matchup. With Nelson. No, he'll hold his own. Yeah. I mean, if not win it. If not win it. I right, mean, he, right. it seems like, um, you know, Hayward's power is the one thing. Oh, it's yeah. like Nelson's kryptonite. And his length, too. I yeah. Mean, he gets in him with that bull rush and the long arms and walks him back, which few can do on Nelson, but he's one of the ones that can. I would think Ogan Joby and uh, Highsmith should have massive games. Yeah. You know. Interesting you mentioned the penalties. They got Bill Vinovich's crew in this game. Mm. Bill Vinovich's crew is called a league low eight penalties per game. Really? Okay. They are the the team or the group that doesn't call anything. I wonder who that favors. I mean, I often think about teams that are bad in protection, like the Colts. I mean, maybe you're going to get away with more holds on Watt and Highsmith and those guys. But the Steelers play more man coverage. They might be able to be grabbier down the field than the Colts are. One penalty they haven't called this season, Vinovich's crew. Ineligible man downfield. Oh, Haven't good. called a single one all season long. Nobody all season to, long. Nobody wants to see them. I mean, <laughs> of course, when it's your team and the flag comes out and you get it in your favor, you're like, oh, good, we get some free yardage. But nobody – I mean, Joe Average fan doesn't want to see those penalties yeah. being thrown. They have called 19 holding penalties this year. That's their most – Okay, that, good. That, offensive holding penalties. But not a that single – concern with Watt, obviously. Down, in, ineligible downfield hasn't happened in a Bill Vinovich – game this year wow maybe he's just against it and I, i'm, on, <laughs> I'm not calling nice that bill. I, I, I'm, in your, I'm in your corner on that bill cool nobody wants to see these always oh, oh, one yard too far down field. frustrating as hell or frustrating as hell in four. fact i saw a video i think joe starkey posted a video of the uh, the last or the the first screen that cincinnati ran on sunday for a touchdown okay and two of the bengals linemen were a yard further downfield than they were supposed to be mm-hmm 
technically it should have been called. It should be a penalty. But it wasn't. So it's not. As a football fan, it doesn't (laughs) break my heart that it wasn't called. No. But I get it. Like I was watching the Eagles game, and Kelsey thinks it's a run, blocks his guy way too well. Yeah. You know, just mows him down the field and they throw a flag. That's not supposed to be a penalty. It just hurts if, through if the you're, ball. If you're, if you're engaged engaged with the bl- blocking somebody, if you're blowing them off the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage, it's not supposed to be a penalty. Yeah. I think the whoever the paid official was on the broadcast team said, well, he didn't do anything wrong. I mean, he did his yeah. job. Right. You know, I don't know. I, I hate that rule right now. Uh, being officiated. Ridiculously yeah. Right. officiated. Yeah. Um, nobody, you know, and, and I'll say this again, in a season where points are at a premium. Right, right, right. You're taking nice gains off the board by calling that penalty, and it's, it doesn't really affect these plays. We've seen some penalties that are emphasized in the preseason, which means look out, they're going to call yeah. a ton of these. Usually after the first three weeks of the regular season, though, they back off a That's little bit. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Or by midseason, someone whispers in their ear, like, we're calling too many of these. Yeah, you know? well, we're good now. We're good. Like, I'm shocked <laughs> that hasn't happened across the league. Uh, yeah. Um, obviously, we've seen it called, I think, six times against the Steelers this year. That's the most in the league. Oh, is it really? The one that happened on Sunday, I, I can't say much about it. It was a, kind of a busted play to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, you can't blame the lineman on that. No, I mean, you could rarely blame the lineman. Yeah. But in that situation, like, what's he supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, the only time you can really blame the lineman is on a true screen. Yes. And you're getting old downfield. School, right. An old school screen, if you get downfield too early, that's on the that's on the lineman. Mm-hmm. No, it um, is. There's a timing involved to that. I mean, there, there's a lot of practice to run screens well yeah. as a team. You know, I'm interested to see Kenny Pickett in a dome. Yeah, I mean, not have to deal with any weather of any sorts. Um, I'm not you know worried about arm strength or hand size or any of those things, but he still hasn't exactly shown that it's not a problem at all. I mean, that's yeah. going to be a three year project of dealing with uh, multiple weather conditions, but. Um, I expect Pickett to play pretty well. I mean, I, I think he played much better from the pocket this past week. Um, we were talking with Merrill Hodge, you know, the other day for a show for tonight, and he was saying, "I thought that was the best Pickett's played in a Steeler uniform." He said, "But the bad throws, or the you know, a couple of them that he threw at people's feet, he just thinks he's playing too fast. You know, his mind's just really fast right now, as all rookies are." You yeah. Know? Merrill told the story about. He missed a block as a rookie, didn't even know, and Chuck Noll chewed him out, and he said, Coach, I didn't miss a block. And the guy, we watched the tape, the guy ran right by him, he didn't even see it, because <laughs> mind spinning so yeah, much. Right. You know, like, rookies are just digesting a lot. I think some of his bad throws at times, too, are throwaways. Yeah. That his that read's not there. That read's not there. I'm just going to throw the ball at the receiver's feet, mm-hmm. or I'm going to throw it over his head. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, whereas I think when he gets a little more – savvy on this stuff he may you know keep the ball a little bit and, and look for something else or take off and run in those situations agreed um i mean yeah, he missed too many throws for my liking for sure yeah and left a lot on the on the table but the other thing too is as observers as fans as analysts we're also figuring out what his style is too you know like he does a couple things that a lot, a lot of quarterbacks do like when he's running and he's behind the line of scrimmage, he'll toss it away for instead of taking that half-yard sack. You know, yeah. little things like that. Or he stretches the ball out. You know, like, he's very aware of different things. You might be right about, I, I got nothing here. I'm going to sail this one and put it out of home. No way, I can't, it's look like yeah, I can't get an intentional ground then call. I'm just going to yeah. throw it there and not take the sack. Yeah, yeah, I think that's possible. 
Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, defensively this week for the Steelers, I'd like to see more of that three safety package. Me too. Me too. I mean, I'd like to see less of Spillane, less of Millette I, yeah. to me. I mean, this team, maybe it's not as important because they're not going to throw it all over the yard. They're not going to attack every blade of grass. Um, so maybe you do want bigger people in there to stop the run. I mean, that's that's job number one. And if you can do that out of big nickel, great. I just think that Spillane and Millette right now are targets. You know, the, the, a guy like Burrow is going to rip them up. Yeah, I don't think Ryan will. Yeah, I think so as well. I think that's why, you know, the Bengals are something of a bad matchup for the Steelers in this yeah. game, even without Jamar Chase out there. It's how they're built to play. We haven't got a chance to talk much because it's been such a weird week. I mean, the more I digest that game and the more people talk about, boy, the Steelers' D was really bad, I don't think you guys are giving Burrow enough credit. Yeah. I mean, I think right now Mahomes is the only quarterback in the league playing better than him. I mean, he's really playing at an unbelievable level, and I thought he was ridiculously good in that game. Yeah, it doesn't excuse it. I mean, that's you got to play twice a year, but right? Give the guy some credit. Yeah, the, that's why you know when I did the pregame show and we we made our picks on here last week, and yeah. I went through some of the different stats and, and my my picks and everything or my uh, predictions and everything, and we got to time for, to predict the game, and and uh, Tim Ben's like, oh, I thought you were picking the Steelers in this game. I'm like, no. I said I don't. I don't think they're going to sweep the Bengals this year. Yeah, yeah. You Bengals know, are a really good team. If you told me that you know they might sweep the Ravens again, okay, I I could probably deal with that better yeah. than I can deal with them sweeping the Bengals twice because Which, of Burrow. But exactly what what I find really fascinating in the division is it's now a two horse race in the division. Of course, I think Cincinnati's a much better team than Baltimore right this minute. But Cincinnati is like the hardest schedule in the league going forward. And the Baltimore's the easiest. You yeah. Know? So what are we really going to find out? Like, <laughs> since he could get the short end of the stick and not end up in the in the dance when they're playing really well. Yeah, we'll see about that. I, yeah. I think, uh, you know, when you look at, I know everybody says, well, if, if, if the playoffs started today, four AFC East teams would be in the playoffs. They're going to play yeah, each other. I can't see the Jets sustaining either. No, I mean, not now. The you know, they're going to Mike White. Right. And How's that going to work out? I mean, yeah. quarterbacks matter here, folks. I mean, that's why I like Burrow so much. Yeah. Um, and those teams all have to play each other. Right. right. You know, that, that you know, again, somebody in that division is going two and two and four in a division yeah. at best. I mean, I like Miami and Buffalo's chances of yeah. in the postseason. And I think Baltimore will probably go. Like, I don't think, I don't, has New England played Buffalo yet? 
I don't think they have. I don't think they have. Yeah. Right, right, right. So are they going to they gonna split but with Buffalo? I don't think so. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Right. You know, that's just how it works out. That's why when, when people were talking in the preseason, well, there's going to be four AFC West teams in the playoffs. No chance. No chance. they no got to play each other. Hard, yeah. yeah. I mean, six seventeenths of your schedule are against those guys. Right. Yeah, right. You know, even if you if you go three and three. If everyone goes three. If three, everybody goes three and three. Right. Still, still three makes losses. it tough. Yeah. Right. Still three losses. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're going to take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And uh, Matt, did you know... And I know you do. I do know. You do know. You can listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere, through your smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from iHeart, and Alexa will take care of the rest. Nice. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with more right after this. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 